Praise the Lord, everybody. Welcome to the Summit Internet Radio Podcast Show. I am your host, Adam Tuggle, and I am so blessed to be with you on today. This is the show that gets your week started off right. This is the show where the gospel is told and not so, y'all. I am, again, so blessed to be with you guys on today. Um, first, I want to uh, apologize for not being here uh, the past couple of weeks. I am uh, I had a lot of uh, important uh, things I had to, to do. Um, also have a, a job that I do on top of uh, doing this. And I am uh, blessed to say I am in, a, um, in this uh during this pandemic, uh, my job uh, is considering uh, me to, and other, other others that I work with, uh, we are considered essential uh, workers. So I have to uh, do that, and I had some other other stuff I had to uh, do and uh, take care of. So I apologize for not being here and not uh, doing any shows, but uh, we're here today and we are going to uh, finish up uh, our uh, series on the, on salvation, uh, the rapture and the tribulation period. And today we're going to be talking about the tribulation period today and it's getting ready to be powerful y'all. So y'all stay tuned and um, go ahead Grab you some, uh, grab you some coffee, uh, grab you whatever you need, and uh, come on back and listen to the Summit Internet Radio Podcast Show as we discuss uh, the topic on today, the conclusion of our series, the tribulation period. In Jesus' name, God bless you, and I will see you after this commercial break. You are listening to the Summit Internet Radio Podcast Show with me. Adam Tuggle, in Jesus' name. God bless you. Praise the Lord, everybody. We are back live on the Summit Internet Radio Podcast Show, and I am your host, Adam Tuggle. Yes, we are live on the air right now, and we are talking about the tribulation period. Now, uh, before we jump into this, I want to say um, thank you uh, for for listening. Everybody that listens, every single one of our listeners that listens uh, to the Summit Internet Radio Podcast show, um, I thank you for tuning in. I thank you for listening. Um, I thank you for hanging in there with us um, just as well as um, you all around the world are going through this uh, pandemic. We are going through it too. We're in this, uh, as the uh, slogan, uh, one of the slogans said on TV uh, this morning, um, we're in this together. So uh, we're all in this together. And so I think every single uh, listener that we've had listen and tune in to the Summit Internet Radio Podcast show, uh, listen in uh, to the show. Also, I want to thank all of our sponsors uh, that help us out. 
Fresh Fades Barbering, uh, done by my good friend, good friend Jermaine Wallace. Um, also, my good friend Angelo Martinez over there at his uh, company, Snap Photography. We want to thank them, and we also want to thank, uh, last but not certainly not least, um, uh, our very great company over there, the Kingdom Cleaning Service. We want to thank them uh, over there. That's my my big brother. Uh, that's my big brother's uh, company over there. So him and his wife are doing uh, great things over there at the Kingdom Cleaning Service. Um, we thank every single one of our sponsors for, for, for uh, sticking it in there with us. And, and we are there um, for you guys as well. If you need us, call us and we'll be there in Jesus' name. Um, now, I have a couple of announcements. This is a couple. Um, I wanted to go, before we get into uh, the topic today, um, I'm going to start doing announcements about the day-to-day um, news. Uh, we heard about uh, the stimulus uh, checks that have come, that have come, and some have not received them. Um, uh, there are coming. Um, we have looked at the, uh, the the news, and they are trying. I think the the Democrats are trying to uh, give people. Uh, another uh, stimulus check out there. So for the ones that uh, received uh, their stimulus check, um, I um, applaud you. Make sure you, uh, if you do, if you do get your stimulus check here in the United States, uh, make sure that uh, you, you do right by it because it's it's a help and um, it's it's not a it's 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 a help. Uh, so we we thank God for for our government system looking out uh, for us in Jesus name. Um, also, we want to uh, say we already know. Uh, I believe it was uh, it's supposed to be this week. Um, the and I've announced it before. I have not announced it over the air, but. The Apostolic Restoration Conference um, that was supposed to take place this week uh, has been postponed um, because of the pandemic. So we, when we get more information on that, we will bring it to you. Uh, If you um, are looking for more information, we will get you more information when we receive that information name all right now we are talking about the tribulation period and the tribulation period is something that I would not want my very worst enemy to go through and the reason why I say that is because um, number one and this is the biggest one this means if you go through the tribulation period this means that you are lost just point blank period you are lost 
you have missed the rapture of the church. And this will be a bad sight because one minute after the rapture takes place, the tribulation period starts. This tribulation period will take place for seven years. Um, now, during this tribulation period, there will, two things will happen. Well, a lot of things will happen, but two main things that will happen. Um, one, the church, God's people, will be off the earth. Number two, God's spirit will be off the earth. What this means is, with God's spirit being off the earth, what this means is, is that the devil will have full reign and the Antichrist will have full reign over the world. This will be a one world government. If you look in your politics, if you uh, watch uh, places like CNN and um, your local news stations, you, especially your world news stations, you find out that there are a lot of biblical prophecy is found in what the government is doing right now and setting up for. Um, if we look in the word of God in the book of Revelations, it talks about um, about uh, the son of perdition. The son of perdition is the Antichrist. The Antichrist will reign and like I said before, it will be a one world government. And if you've ever heard of the uh, one world government, it is called the New World Order. Back when George H.W. Bush was president, George H.W. Bush brought this out. Uh, I believe it was during a, I, I believe, and don't quote me on this, um, I believe it was during a State of the Union address, he mentioned uh, the New World Order. This is the this is the order that it will be in when the anti when the antichrist will run will run the world he will be in charge of everything everything politically everything financially will be ran by him every country every state every place there will be no place to hide. There will be no place to run. They will event in eventually the Antichrist will make in the first uh, three and a half years of the seven year tribulation period. The Antichrist will make a covenant with Israel. He will make a covenant with Israel all because number one is prophecy number two um a lot of the jews even now are waiting on the messiah to come the messiah who is jesus christ has already came over two thousand years ago 
and he died, went back to heaven, brought his spirit, or he sent his spirit, which is the Holy Ghost, and they're still waiting on the Messiah, even though the Messiah has already come. The reason why they're waiting on the Messiah is because um, they're thinking that this, that, and I'm not saying every Jew is like this, but um, some believe that he's going to come with a mighty, you know, I guess, sword and I'm not saying sword and as that's the weapon he's going to use. But what I'm saying, he's going to come with, with, you know, that 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 fire of freeing the Jews. But Jesus, when he came into the world, he came low. And they're looking, they are looking for a person to come high. They're, they're looking for this great, great leader to come and free them. But Jesus, who was the Messiah, he came to set people free, not just uh, naturally, but mainly spiritually. Because he saw the spiritual over the natural. And this is where Jesus came He shed his blood. He died. He rose again on the third day. This is why we celebrate Easter. For, as we said a couple weeks ago, during the the, um, rapture uh, piece of this series, we talked about um, Jesus coming uh, down to earth to die for the sins of mankind to uh, to free us from the turmoil that is ahead. Sin separated us from God as we already know and that sin kept us out of heaven. So what Jesus did, he came sin needed a down payment which was our soul. But, but Jesus came with no sin and he paid that price for us so that we might as a body of Christ be connected to him again and to uh, he came that we might be connected to him again and also avoid the turmoil that's coming which is the tribulation if you have not uh, if you don't have the Holy Ghost, as we said a couple weeks ago during this during the rapture piece of this series, we said that if you do not have the Holy Ghost, your body, whether you're whether uh, you're dead or not, your body will not be quickened. What I mean by quickened is the same spirit that rose Jesus up from the dead will, ri- will rise, will quicken our mortal, our mortal bodies. Our mortal bodies will become immortal. There will be no pain, there will be no suffering, there will be none of that. In one minute, now the rapture takes place when the rapture takes place, it's not going to take a long time for the rapture to take place. It's going to be real quick. But one minute after the rapture takes place, then 
And only then does the tribulation start. Some people believe that we live, that we are living in the tribulation now. This is false. And the reason why I can say it is false, and the reason why I can say it's fact, is because God's people are still on the earth. He has not raptured the church out yet. And with him not rapturing the church out yet, um, the tribulation cannot be done. It is going to take place, but it has not taken place because the church, the body of Christ, is still here. The ones that are saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues as the Spirit of God gives the utterance, as it states in Acts 2 and 38, they're still, we're all still here. And you might say, well, while I'm here, and I still believe that, that, that we're in the tribulation because of what we're going through now. The reason, and another reason why I say we are not in the tribulation now is because, number one, I said we're still here. Number two, the Antichrist cannot be revealed until after the rapture. And the Antichrist has not been revealed and he has not taken full, he has not taken reign over the world. Number three, God himself would not allow his people, which is the body, which is the body of Christ, to go through the tribulation. The tribulation period is another a word for Jacob's trouble. This, this tribulation that people are going, that, that the people that are left behind are gonna go through, they're gonna go through because of one, one thing. They did not accept salvation, whether they were saved or not, they did not accept salvation um, whether they were in the great falling away or not. Um, and what I mean by the great falling away, uh, the ones that have given heed to uh, seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. There will be some that are going to be, there are some, there are some that are saved right now filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues, the Spirit of God gives the utterance, that are going to be lost. You might say, well, that's, that's, that's not, that's not accurate. Yes, it is. There are going to be some saints because there must be a great falling away because the Bible says that there, that there's going to be a great falling away. But as my pastor, Pastor William A. Tuggle III says, he said uh, during a sermon one time that you don't have to be in that great falling away. During, during the tribulation period, there's going to be chaos all over the world. All over the world. A person will be it's going to be utter chaos. You're going to see 
the ones that are left behind are going to see uh, planes falling out of the sky. They're going to hear people uh, vanishing away out of no uh, out of nowhere, and and it's it's not going to be in just one country. It's going to be all over the world, and and right after this happens, the Antichrist will come into reign. There are some things that are, if you look in your Bible, there are some things that are taking place right now. And I'm not talking about the beginning of sorrow like like we've read before. I'm talking about certain things that politicians have brought up in various in various different, you know, um, like I mentioned, uh, George H.W. Bush brought up the New World Order. Uh, I um, heard about President President Trump bringing up he wanted to have something built in Jerusalem. These are all signs that uh, the Antichrist is going to reign over the world because in the Bible it speaks of this stuff. And when we when we look in the Word of God, and I'm gonna get I'm gonna give you scriptures to just to show you uh, what I'm talking about. Okay, I'm gonna give you scriptures. And you can go, and I want you to go back and read these scriptures because these scriptures are going to help you understand uh, what the tribulation is going to be like. There are some things um, um, that are going to take place. There's a lot of things that are going to take place. But... um, during the tribulation period, and I'm going to name off some of the things that are going to take place. I've already mentioned um, a couple of them. When the ra- when the rapture after the rapture takes place, um, there's going to be great turmoil all over the wo- all over the world. There's going to be chaos all over the world. I mean, nothing but chaos. Then you'll have, with this on top of the chaos, you're going to have the Antichrist. Now, before I get deeper into this, I want to say this: uh, for the people that believe, and I and I didn't bring this out before, but for the people that do not believe or believe that we are living in the tribulation now, I'm here to tell you: again, we're not. And another reason why we're not is because, and I forgot to bring this out, um, the body of Christ is the bride of Christ, the bride of Christ, amen? And the bride of Christ, if you have, if you've ever been married, I want you to think about it like this. If you've ever been married, whether you are the bride or the groom, whether you're the bride or the groom, you don't want anything to happen 
to your bride. Amen. You try to shield her. You try to protect her as the as the husband or as the groom. You try to keep her out of danger. You 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 do all you can in your ability to uh, protect, to shield, to cover uh, that bride or that wife. And that wife wants that from her husband. We as the body of Christ want that from the Lord. And the Lord wants that from us. So the Lord will not allow us, the saints of God, the, 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 the body of Christ, the bride of Christ, to go through something tragic like this. Because there's going to be death, there's going to be destruction, there's going to be a lot of things that are that is going to happen. Whether you believe in the beginning of the tribulation, the end of the tribulation, whether you believe that uh, we're in the tribulation now, whether it don't matter, the Lord will not allow his people, the saints of God, uh, the bride of Christ, the ones that are going to be taken up in the rapture to go through the tribulation. He won't do it. And if anybody says that he does, that is a lie. That is a lie from the pit of hell. And that is that is false doctrine. If anybody says that we are living in the tribulation period now, you can tell them that they are that they are that they are lying because God would not do that to us. He died. It wasn't he 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 died that we might have life. Amen. He doesn't want to see us in the tribulation. He he gave his life so that we might not have to go through that. So why would we why would we even have to go through that? Amen. It wasn't and he said it was appointed. It's appointed. He appointed us not to even go through it was in his plan for us not to even go through the tribulation. Amen. That's for the people that don't even want to accept him. Those are for the people that don't even want to accept him. Why would he want to take his own bride, the ones that accepted him, the ones that worked for him, the ones that did what God told them to do and allow them to go through this, I mean, chaos, turmoil that's ahead for this world. Why? It doesn't make sense. So that's why I say that God would not allow his bride to go through something like that. It just doesn't make sense. And I will, and, and you know what? Anybody that believes in uh, that we're living in the tribulation now, I challenge you to bring something to me to show me this. I challenge you. And I will show you in the word of God that it does not exist, that that is false doctrine. Amen, we're gonna leave that alone now. But I just wanted to bring that out because there's some people that do believe that. They do believe it. They believe, some people believe that we're going, that we're, that we're in the tribulation period now. Some people believe that we're gonna go through some of the tribulation, not all of the tribulation. Some people believe that we're gonna go through the end of the tribulation. 
and not, it's just craziness. None of the saints of God that that are living holy, that are filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance, that have been, that have repented of their sins, that have been baptized in Jesus' name, that have been filled with the Holy Ghost, they will not, and living and also living holy, living holy, they will not, and I repeat, will not have to go through the tribulation period when if Jesus when Jesus comes for his for his church they will not they're not going we're not going through it now what above everything that's going on right now this is not the tribulation period none of this is the tribulation period now in the book of Matthew chapter 24 verse 7 it does talk about uh, the beginning of sorrow. Now, this is part of the beginning of sorrow. Now, this is the day and age that we are living in, the beginning of sorrow. But we are not living in the tribulation period. So let me just, let me clarify. I'm going to say it one more time. We are living, and I believe, and this is my own personal opinion, that we are getting close to the end of the beginning of sorrow. That's just my own personal opinion. By what everything that's going on, I believe that we are getting to the end of the beginning of sorrows. We are living in that era right now. As it's quoted in Matthew chapter 24, verse 7. After that, then the end shall come. That means the rapture is going to take place. Okay? So, this is what we need to get ready for. To avoid this. To avoid the tribulation. We're getting ready to take a commercial break real quick. And we're going to come back. And we're going to talk about, we're going to dive into this some more. Um, as we As we talk about this topic, the tribulation period. Um, finishing up our series on salvation, the rapture, and the tribulation period. I hope that you've enjoyed uh, the series. I know um, I said that uh, that we were going that it was going to take a couple weeks, but I didn't. I, I, me personally, I didn't feel I didn't think it was going to take this long. We just had some some minor setbacks, but we're getting it together. But um, Bear with us, but we're going to take a commercial break and we're going to come back and I'm going to, uh, with the help of the Lord, I'm going to help. I'm I'm, I'm going to not. Well, I'm not going to I'm not going to help. The Lord's going to help me. Amen. Uh, Help me break this down about the tribulation period and give the information to you guys right here on the Summit Internet Radio Podcast Show. So go ahead. During this commercial break, go grab you something to drink or eat or whatever. If you're sitting at home, I probably are. Or if you're not at work, uh, you know, go grab you something to eat or drink or something like that. And then come on back and uh, finish listening to the Summit Internet Radio Podcast Show. I am your host, Adam Tuggle. When we come back, I'm going to give you in-depth scripture on the topic on today. In Jesus' name, God bless you.
Live on the Summit Internet Radio Podcast Show. And I want to thank everybody for tuning in today uh, to our podcast on today. Um, Also, want to thank all of our sponsors and all of our listeners for for uh, helping uh, this show, making this show what it is. Um, we can't do this show without you all. Uh, we want to thank um, uh, Snap Photography, uh, my buddy, uh, my good friend, uh, Angela Martinez, uh, for uh, his uh, contributions to the show and his uh, company, Snap Photography. We also want to thank Fresh Fades uh, Barbering, uh, Mobile Barbering, um, ran by my cousin Jermaine Wallace. Um, also, we want to thank uh, the Kingdom Cleaning Service, uh, ran by my big brother, his wife, um, my brother Marquise uh, Barber, and Courtney uh, Barber. Uh, they help us out. Thank all of our uh, sponsors, and we want to thank the listeners as well. All of the millions that listen to this internet radio podcast, we want to thank you guys because you're the one that helped make this show what it is. Because without you, there would be no show. This is uh, the show for the people, uh, and so we want to thank you guys as well. Amen. Um, now. I said that we were going to give you guys uh, scripture and to back up what we were talking about, about the tribulation period. And we have scripture to, uh, to, to go with along with this. We always have to have scripture uh, to go along with what we're talking about today. And any other any other topics we have, we always have scripture. So we're gonna go to Revelations uh, chapter thirteen. Revelations chapter thirteen, and we're going to read, um, and we're going to we're gonna go through we're gonna try to go through all of these verses, but. If we don't, we're going to break them down and talk about them. Now, first of all, the tribulation period is a, will be, will be after uh, the rapture of the church. Um, The rapture of the church could take place, as we have stated, at any time. The rapture of the church could take place today, tomorrow next week, um, next uh, this month, next month, uh, this year, next year, whichever. Whenever the Lord chooses to come back for his church. Now, after the rapture takes place, starts, and it is one minute after the rapture, the tribulation period starts. Now, this tribulation period is a seven year tribulation period and 
in this seven year tribulation period, it talks about it, it, it is um, seven years where the Antichrist will be able the Lord gives him free reign over all of the all of the world. What that means is is that the Antichrist will be able to dictate, will be able to rule, will be able to reign over everything concerning the world. Um, politics, uh, financially, everything, everything. And everything will be ran by the Antichrist, which, w- which means this will be ran under a one world government. If we look in scripture, we find that um, we find scripture to prove this. Now, during the Antichrist's reign, um, he will denounce everything that God has done and he will blaspheme God and he will put himself up as God. He's not God. But he tries to put himself up as God. And then he, those that are left behind, uh, will have to um, suffer through the tribulation period. And another word for the tribulation period is Jacob's trouble. This is a seven-year um, tribulation. And this is was actually for the Jews, for the ones that, uh, the Jews that uh, did not receive him when he was, when the Lord was here on earth. This is why we call it Jacob's trouble. This is, but because the people that are left behind, that did not receive him, that did not want are are the ones that did not want to receive salvation, the ones that did not want to hear about salvation, even the ones that did and walked away from salvation, that did not have their works and did not have their election, calling an election made sure, will have to suffer in this. Now, the one thing is during this tribulation period, um, there will be people that will have to die for their own sins. There will be some that will have to uh, die for their own sins. But let me say this. If, if you are a person that has received salvation, as is stated in Acts 2 and 38, and you walk away from God, and you are left behind, and you might say, "Well, I can just, I can just die for my own sins, and I'll go to heaven." No, if you have tasted of salvation, and you have received salvation, and you walk away from God, and the Lord comes back. While you're out of the ark of safety and you're left behind, you're doomed. That person 
is doomed because you have tried him. There is no hope for a person that has received salvation and has walked away from him and the rapture has taken place and they are left behind. Their fate is sealed. Okay? Um, in that, there will be people that will have to die for their own sins. Now, this is the way these people are going to have to die for their own sins. I'm going to get deeper into it. But Revelation chapter 13 verse 1 says, And I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns and upon his horns ten crowns and upon his heads the name of blasphemy and and the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard and his feet were as the feet of a bear and his mouth as of as the mouth of a lion and the dragon gave him gave him his power and his and his seat and his great authority now this now this dragon is the devil and this beast was is is depicted and he's in and, and it says the dragon gave him that him wait a minute and and the dragon gave him his power and his seat and his great authority now the dragon is the devil himself he said it says gave him that him is the antichrist he said he gave his power his seat and great authority. And I saw one of his I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death. And his deadly wound was healed. And all the world wondered after the beast. Now, the, what the Antichrist is gonna do, this is what he's gonna do to try to deceive the world. And a lot of people might say, well, I'm not going to be deceived. The Lord is going to bring a strong delusion over the world. Let me say this. When the Lord comes back and takes his church out of here, you know how the Lord speaks to us um, and tells us, hey, that, that, that's not right. You know, you don't need to be doing that. And sometimes, you know, we listen and hopefully most of the time we listen. Hopefully all the time we listen. Uh, but the Lord's not gonna be the Lord's not gonna be doing that at this time. The Lord's spirit is gonna be off the earth. So people are gonna give in to strong, very strong delusions. And you might say, No, I'm not gonna give in to I'm not gonna give in to that because that's just that's just wrong. Well, let me tell you right now um, he's gonna he, the Lord is going to allow strong delusions to happen now some because there has to be people that 
die for their own sins. So some will not give in to the delusion, but there's going to be many, 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 many millions of people that give in to that strong delusion. And you might say, well, well, if I'm left behind, I, I don't have to, you know, do this or do that or do this or do that. Now, let me let me show you all this. He has it says he gave him his his power and his seat and his great authority. Now, watch this. Watch this. And they worshiped the dragon. Which gave power unto the beast. This is the devil. And they worshiped the beast. Saying, who is like unto the beast who is able to make war with him? This is the Antichrist. These people are going to worship the Antichrist and the beast, which is the devil. And in verse number five says, And there was given unto his mouth a and there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemes and power was given unto him to continue forty and two months now this forty and two months is the first half of the seven year tribulation period okay this is the first half of the seven year tribulation period because he has to start deceiving the people to come into what he wants them to do now and verse number six says and he opened his mouth in blasphemes in blasphemies um, against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. Now these are the people when it says them and them that dwell in heaven, these are the people that are already gone. Alright? This is after the rapture. This is why I said we have to be ready because this is what waits upon us. As we um, if you go back to um, the the part where we were talking about salvation, this is what God's trying to keep us out of. This is why God died for us to keep us. This wasn't his. He, it wasn't appointed for us to be in the tribulation period. It was appointed for us to live this life prosperous, healthy. It was appointed for God to be able to bless us during this life, to receive salvation, to be more blessed, um, more blessed than measure while we're saved. Then we go off to, then we go off the scene, which is by the grave or by the rapture, and then we go to heaven. This is what this is what this is what God wanted for us in 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 at the beginning. Amen. And so, verse number seven says, And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given 
power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. Now, this verse 7, it said it gave him power over all kindreds and tongues and nations. This is the whole world. The Antichrist is going to be able to reign. This shows us right here in verse number 7 and in, in Revelation chapter 13, verse number 7, it shows us right here that he will have he will have power. It says, and, and, it, and I'll read it again. And it was given unto him, this is the Antichrist, to make war with the saints and to overcome them and power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. That means all. That means the whole world. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him. Those names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Now, this right here is the people that are found not, their names were not found written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Amen. These are the people that did, these are the people that did not go in the rapture. And there's going to be millions and millions of people. It's not going to be just one person. It's going to be millions and millions of people that are going to be found not written in the Lamb's Book of Life. That's why the Bible says hell enlarges itself daily. That's why the Bible also says narrow is the way. There's a, in the Bible also says there's a way that seemeth right to man, but the end thereof. Amen. There's a way that seemeth right to man. In man's mind, there's this this way might be the right way to them, but it's the wrong way to God. There's only one way. Amen. There's only one Lord, one faith, and one baptism, as it says in, in Ephesians, in the book of Ephesians. Amen. But in verse number eight, it tells us, it tells us, and it's warning us, and he get, and he had power all over the world and these are for the people their names were not written in the Lamb's book of life and verse number 9 says if any man have an ear let him hear this means man woman boy girl when it says man it means uh, uh, mankind it means mankind anybody that wants to hear let them hear amen Verse number 10 says, and we're, we're, we're going through this, and I'm going to have more scripture to go along with this. Verse number 10 says, He that uh, leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. So what this, what this means is, the ones that are leading into captivity, because the Antichrist 
uh, the, the tribulation period is a form of captivity. It is a form of captivity. Sin is a form of captivity. You're being captive unto sin. Amen. But just as well as the people that go through the tribulation period that now not everybody now I will say this not everybody in the tribulation are, are going to hell just going to put it that way because um, in Revelation chapter 20 verse 4 there will be uh, um, the beheaded witnesses now, if you if you know what beheaded means, if you if 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 you ever heard of the word beheaded, maybe you have, and maybe you haven't. The word beheaded means the chopping off of your head. This is what this means. Now, right now they don't tell you this in world news. They don't tell you this on CNN or any local news channels but the military right now has something called guillotines and guillotines are something that where your head is placed in the middle of a wooden or metal um, uh, uh, thing and your arms are placed in it or maybe just your head I don't know how they how they're going to make the guillotines, but they have them now. I don't, I've never, I've never seen one. Um, as far as right now, I haven't seen one. Never seen one close up, but I know that they exist. And what they're going to do is, is they're going to put their neck in the middle of this guillotine. They're going to strap them down, you know, you know, lock them in there, and they're going to let their head be chopped off. Now, and then we're going to read the reasons why they're going to allow their heads to be chopped off. Now, these are the beheaded witnesses. But you might say, well, I can die for my own sins and, you know, go to heaven. But that's not, that's, that's going to be harder than what you think it is. It's going to be harder than what you think it is because God's spirit is not going to be on the earth to help you. But you're going to have to help yourself. That's why it is good for us to receive salvation while it is yet. Um, we must find we must find salvation while it yet may be found. Right now, it's being able to be found. Because the Bible also tells us in the word of God that in the last days that he will pour out his spirit upon all flesh. He is allowing his spirit to be poured out. And anybody that wants to receive it can right now because the rapture has not taken place yet. God has not come back yet. So therefore, you still have time. Now, you might say, well, I got, well, you just said I got time. So I got time to party it up and live it up. Uh, no, because the Bible also says, must we continue in sin that grace may abide? God forbid. This is in, uh, uh, Galatians, the book of Galatians. Must we continue in sin that grace may abide? God forbid. Yes, I hear 
I hear preachers, uh, TV evangelists, and different pastors uh, say we're up underneath the dispensation of grace, which we are. But there are some preachers and some saints that take grace for granted. They, 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 they beat up on grace. They beat grace across the head. They take grace and mercy and they beat it across the head because some, I've heard some say that you can live any type of way and still be saved, that you can still go to the club, that you can still uh, party it up, that you can still drug it up, that you can still smoke it up, that you can still drink it up and still be saved. And that's not true. That's not true. Because you're, and the reason why I say that is because the Bible clearly tells us that our bodies are the temple of the Lord Jesus Christ. He created this vessel. He created you as a vessel for him. And the stuff that we do can harm us. Too much of anything can harm you except for Jesus. Except for Jesus. Too much of anything can harm you. I'm just going to put that out there. If you eat too much, you get a tummy ache, right? If you if you uh, sit on the couch too much, your bones become, um, you know, you, you start to become, uh, when you get up, you, you have pains in your body because sit down too long, right? This is what I'm talking about. These are just little examples that I'm throwing out there. Too much of anything, um, too much of anything could be harmful to you except for um, there's no such thing as having too much of Jesus. Have you ever heard the song, Jesus is the answer for the world today? Above him there is no other. He will make a way. This is this is this song coming into fruition. This is the reason why we need more of Jesus. And for another example, and some people might agree, some people might disagree. When you take Jesus, and I don't mean to go here because I know this is about the tribulation period, but but this is the way the Lord is leading me. When you take God out of something, whatever it might be. You're going, it is, it is very, very important to keep God in everything we do. In Colossians, in Colossians 3 and 17, it says, um, it says that whatsoever ye do in word or in deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So everything that you do should please the Lord, not please man or your flesh, but it should please the Lord. Our lives for the Lord are not, our our lives are to be given unto him, not to be given unto us, not to be given unto man. As, As Romans as Romans 12 and 1 says that we are to pre- that we are to present our bodies a living sacrifice unto God. And this is just our reasonable service. 
when we give more of us to him, he'll give more of him to us. When you take that one step, he'll take two. He just wants a little bit. He just wants a little bit. Whenever you see, whenever you read in the Bible, whenever you read in the Bible, he always only asks for a little bit. He just wants a little bit. And and he doesn't put more. He doesn't put much on him. Anything that God places upon you to do for him, he knows that you can do it. Because the Bible clearly says that he will not place more on us than what we can bear. Amen. Whatever the Lord has for us to do, it's not hard. It's very easy. Because he said his his uh his burden, his yoke, he said, uh uh take my yoke upon thee and learn of me, for my yoke is easy. And my burdens are light. Whatever the Lord burdens you down with, it's, it's light. Whatever the devil bur- burdens you down with, it's going to be hard. It's not going to be easy. When, and I'm going to give you this example. If if a person that, and this is, I'm not throwing stones at anybody when I say this. When, if you ever come across uh, a an alcoholic or a drug user, it's very hard for them to come off of that. Amen. They have to go to a a um, you know the AAA meetings or like, you know the drug anonymous meetings and stuff like that just to come off of what they're doing. It's very, very hard for them. That's the devil's burden. Because, but if the Lord tells you, if the Lord gives you a burden to pray, I just want 10 minutes with you. The Lord tells you, I just want, I just want, I just want 10 minutes to just speak to you. That's not hard. But the devil tells you, and, 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 for example, if you got a man that, that that's living holy, you got a man that's living in living um, the ways of of his flesh, and the ways of man, and the ways of sin. The man that's living for the Lord, and the Lord tells him, "I just want ten minutes with you to speak to you. I want an hour with you. I just want to press this upon you to pray with me, just to talk to me." And he wakes him up in the middle of the night. It's not hard. Lord just wants 10 minutes with you. Lord just wants an hour with you. Speak to him. He wants to speak to you. He wants you to speak to him. But where the devil, where the devil's bird, that and that's the Lord, that's one of the Lord's light burdens. He wants to speak to you. Because in the middle of it, he wants, there's a blessing waiting on you. But with the devil's burdens, the devil, the devil has burdens too. In the flesh, our flesh has burdens too. But the the fleshly burdens and the devil's burdens, they're hard. They're hard. Because when the devil puts a burden on you, you can't even hardly, you, you, you have to, you got to pray, 
You got to fast. You got to do all that to get it off of you. Amen. Amen. You got to pray. You got to fast to get it all off of you. You got you to gotta keep yourself in prayer to keep it off of you. And his burdens, the devil's burdens, could lead to your ultimate destruction. Amen. Could lead to your ultimate destruction. That's 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 and I'm gonna leave that alone. I'm gonna leave that alone. That's another lesson for another day. Alright. We're going, we're we're gonna um finish verse 10. Here is the patient in the faith faith of the saints and verse 11 says and I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth and he and he had two horns like a lamb and he spake as a dragon and he and he And he exhorted all the power of the first beast before him and and caused it the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast. Those deadly wounds was healed. Now, this is the strong delusion that the that the devil is going to use for for allow the Antichrist to have a wound. Anything that the devil does. Now, um, now we see that. Now I'm gonna finish reading this and then I'm gonna explain it. Um, in verse number thirteen, well, I'm gonna finish reading verse twelve, which dwell therein to worship the first beast. Um, those deadly wounds was healed. And he doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men, and delivereth them that dwell in the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beasts, saying to them that dwell on the earth, that they should make an image of the beast which had the wound by a sword and did live. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast. And this is the this is the devil, and he's giving life to the Antichrist. should both speak and cause that as many many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed now this image in this beast is going to have now this beast is going to now the antichrist is going to have an and And the image, this image, this image 
is the mark of the base. This image is the mark of the base. And those that did not receive it, those that did not receive it, this is where the beheaded witnesses come from. All right. The ones that will not, and this is why it will be hard for you to say, and this is why it'll be hard to live on the earth, because if you do not take the mark of the beast, you will be an outcast. You will. There's no, there's no, uh, there's no doubt in my mind. You'll be an outcast. And now this, this, um, this, uh, mark, this mark of the beast, and it reads in verse 16, and he cast all both small and great. This means, um, this means high, low person, and it, and it reads rich and poor free and bound to receive a mark in their right hand or in their forehead. Now this right here, this right here, I'm going to explain this, but we're going to take a commercial break and we're going to come right back uh, to explain what this is because we're going to go into this a little bit deeper after this commercial break. So go ahead, uh, uh, re relax. Or grab you something else. Uh, you want to go grab you a, uh, a soda or something, and come on back and finish listening to the Summit Internet Radio Podcast Show as we discuss the topic, the tribulation period. In Jesus' name, God bless you. Praise the Lord, everyone. This is founder and pastor of Triumph in Faith Apostolic Church, William A. Tuggle III, 2950 North High School Road, here in the beautiful city of Indianapolis, Indiana. All are welcome to every service and any service that we have. Sunday school begins at 11.30 a.m. morning worship immediately following, where Jesus is the center of attraction. All are welcome to attend in Jesus' name. Summit Internet Radio Podcast Show, and we are talking about um, the tribulation period on today, and we are finishing up and concluding our series on uh, salvation, the rapture, and the tribulation period. Uh, this has been a great series. Um, I know it's taken a couple weeks, but uh, we uh, had some things that we had to take care of, but we're back and we're doing this uh, again in Jesus' name. Now, first thing I want to do is um, say um, I apologize for uh, not being here the past couple of weeks because I have a job on top of doing uh, the podcast and um, I my job uh, consists uh, 
consists of me being an essential worker uh, during this pandemic, uh, during this um, uh, coronavirus pandemic. And I am an essential worker, so I'm there at my um, I'm there at my job uh, more than I would want to be or like to be now uh, than ever because of this pandemic going on and I have to um, also uh, make time uh, for for my family as well so but I have definitely definitely been thinking about you guys and definitely definitely wanted to get back uh, to doing this and, and taking the time out and it just seems like uh, to me that the enemy tries to come at every hand and tries to throw a lot of stuff at us but we're still uh, striving in Jesus name so I want to apologize for not um, keeping up uh, with this and this is because of the essential uh, work that I do on my job so and you know me being there for my family and I and my um, you know taking care of everything so um, I had to do that stuff first because my my uh, my family and my work um, even though this is a ministry the Lord's work does come first the Lord does not see it um, for me to abandon my my job and my family as well so I had to take care of that stuff in Jesus name so amen but we're going to continue on with this um, on our journey through the through this topic of the tribulation period and we were just talking about uh, before we went to break how the Antichrist is going to uh, set up is basically one world government and this is how he's going to set it up we read verse 16 um, of the book of revelations chapter number 13 verse 16 we read that and it and i'll read it again and it states that and he caused all both small and great rich and poor free and bound to receive a mark in their right hand are in their foreheads and this right here is the mark of the beast just being honest with you this right here is the mark of the beast now for a person that did not receive salvation at all you will have to make a choice you will have to make a choice whether to receive the mark or not receive the mark now the bad about that part is God has already given us a choice whether to receive him or not. This is the part where you will have to, our person, um, will have to either have to choose whether to receive the mark and seal their fate because once you receive the mark, once a person, and I'm trying to stop saying you, I'm trying to say people because I'm not trying to uh, pinpoint a certain individual. So if you hear me say you, it's not regarding towards a certain person. And I'm just saying, um, for example, um, 
if a person receives the mark of the beast at that time, then um, that person has sealed their faith, has sealed their faith. And at the end of the tribulation period, will seal their faith in hell. Because once you receive the mark, you belong to the you belong to the devil. And you're going to hell along with the devil, along with the along with the demons, along with the Antichrist, because the Antichrist is going to hell too. Along with whoever worked with him, whoever worked with the Antichrist, they're going to hell too. So it, this is the way it's gonna be. You've sealed your faith. But this is the re- this is why I say this is gonna be very, very hard. Because the ones that do not receive the mark of the beast um, will have to die for their own sins. And we're gonna, and I'm gonna take a deep, deep look at this. And there's still a little bit more. There's still a little bit more. Um, it, I forgot to mention in his deception, in the Antichrist's deception of trying to come into reign and come into power and everything. He's going to make a covenant with Israel. In the first three and a half years of the seven-year tribulation period, he's going to make a covenant with Israel. And this is found in the book of Daniel, chapter 9, verse 27. So I'm going to go there right now because I don't like saying something where I don't have scripture to back it up with. So if we can go to the book of Daniel. And we will read that real quick and see what see what this see what the scripture has to say in this Daniel Daniel chapter 20 chapter 9 verse 27 Daniel chapter 9 see Daniel chapter 9 verse 27 and I'm using the the King James version Bible um, in Jesus name that's the only uh, Bible that I use anyway but in Daniel chapter 9 verse 27 it reads and he shall let me see in Daniel chapter Daniel chapter 9 verse 27 it reads and he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week and in the midst of the week he shall cause the sacrifice and the and he shall cause the sacrifice and the abnation to sense for the overspreading of abomination abominations he shall make it in this verse at the beginning and I just wanted to read the beginning of this verse it says at the beginning of this verse that he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week now I know it says one week 
And you might say, well, it said one week. It didn't say seven years. Now, if we go to, now, in the Lord's eyes, now, our thoughts are not his thoughts, and our ways are not his ways, the Bible says. Amen. I want to show you, just, just to, when they say week in this verse, they mean seven years. That's what that means. One week is seven days. Amen. So one, one week is considered as seven days. So seven years will be considered as, as it states in here, one week. And to back up what I'm talking about, I'm going to go to the book of Ezekiel, chapter 4, verse 6. I'm going to show, show you um, exactly what I'm, what I'm talking about here at the beginning of this verse. I just like the beginning of Daniel, chapter 9, verse 27. Um, but... Ezekiel, if we go to Ezekiel, it, it will explain a little bit better what I'm talking about. Uh, Ezekiel chapter number four, verse six. Ezekiel, because it said that he shall confirm the covenant with many um, within that week, within a week. And that week is talking about the seven years. And... Um, let me go to it. Ezekiel chapter number four. This will explain uh, what I'm talking about. Um, Ezekiel. Ezekiel. Um, Ezekiel chapter number four, verse, verse six. And when thou has. Uh, hold on, let me. Let me find it real quick. At the end, at the end of this, I want to look at the end of it. At the end of verse uh, six, I have appointed thee each day for a year. At the end of that verse, and I like that, and this is where it tells us at the end of this verse. Now you can read the full verse. But at the end of the verse of Ezekiel chapter four, verse six, it tells us, I have, I have appointed thee each day for a year. This is what this means is each day is one year. So when he said a week in the book of Daniel chapter nine, verse 27, each day when, when in Ezekiel chapter number chapter number four verse six it says, "I have appointed each day for a year," so that's why they said a week, and this brings up the seven-year tribulation period. Each day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Those are seven days. And it says in Ezekiel chapter number four, verse six, at the end of it, it says, I have appointed thee each day for a year. This means each day, Monday is one is considered 
in the seven year tribulation period, Monday, that's why it says one, that's why it says a week. Monday is a year, Tuesday is a year, Wednesday is a year, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday are all those years, seven years. And this brings up the seven year tribulation period right there. Now, and this is at the first part of that, he's going to make a covenant with Israel as we already read. He's gonna make a covenant with Israel and the whole, basically the whole world. I, I'm assuming this is my own, that's my own personal opinion that the covenant's gonna be with the whole world. That's my own personal opinion, that's not my, but it is a covenant, it will be a covenant. He will make a covenant with, with, um, with Israel. He will do that. So, but as we read in the book of Revelations, uh, chapter, chapter number 13, I want to go back to that because I want to show y'all something. We were talking about the ones that uh, received uh, the mark. Now, if you receive the mark, you're doomed. You're doomed. Point blank period. You're doomed. But if you do not receive the mark now, this will be hard for a person to not do because they're going to they the ones that don't receive the mark, they are going to kill them. But before they kill them, they're not just going to say, oh, okay, you don't want to receive the mark. Oh, we're going to take off your head. They're not going to do that. They're going to torture you. And they're going to torture people to try to get them to receive the mark. To try to get them. Because the devil wants as many as he can. Even at the end, he wants as many as he can to go to hell with him. Point blank period. He wants as many. So he's going to allow anything and everything to happen. Whatever they want to do to you, they can do. Whatever they want to do to a person, they can do. If they want to boil you in, you know, uh, acid, or they want to chop off your fingers, or if they want to chop off your leg, or whatever, they're able to do so. Just to make, they'll, they'll do it to the point that you're still alive. To see if you will receive the mark. Now, this is going to be hard. This is the point that's going to be hard. You might say, well, I'm not going to receive the mark. I'm not going to. I don't care what they do to me. I'm not going to receive the mark. Remember, God's spirit will not be on the earth to help a person. It will not be on the earth. Now, in, now I want to go to another scripture. And this is why. This is why. It's going to be very, very much harder for a person to um, resist the, the, I guess you want to say, temptation of taking the mark and not taking it and dying for their own sins. I want to go to uh, Jeremiah chapter number 12, verse 5. Let's go there real quick. And this is why I say it's going to be harder. This is why 
we need to accept Christ now. Amen. This is why we need to accept Christ now. Because if we do not, this is what waits for us. This is what uh, we have in, and I don't want to say in the future, but in the near future, if a person does not receive um, Christ, this is what the this is what people have waiting on them in the near future, in the very near future. I don't mean the near future. I mean the very near future, because the coming of the Lord is is like right at hand. We're right at the brink, right at the brink of the coming of the Lord. And when you when you see the signs of it, I mean, there's no reason to harden your heart. But we're going to look and see what uh, Jeremiah, Jeremiah 12, chapter, chapter 12, verse 5 says, because it tells us um, what, why it's going to be hard. And the Lord gives us great description in this verse uh, to, to get, he gives us great description on why it's going to be hard. And I like the beginning of the beginning of this verse is what uh, is, is, is depicted to us. Uh, Jeremiah chapter 12, verse number five. And it says, if thou has run with the footmen and they have worried, worried thee, then how cast thou contend with with horses if you have been weary with God's spirit on the earth and you weren't even able to make it you weren't able to receive him with God's spirit on the earth how are you going to be able to run with the horse you couldn't run with the foot how are you going to be able to run with him how are you going to be able to say no it's going to be harder for you to to uh, to uh, deny the mark and die for your own sins then it would have been easier for you just to accept Christ because they'll be able to they'll be able to do whatever they want they'll have no boundaries right now right now the enemy has boundaries right now the devil has boundaries have you ever read the scripture when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him? He has that standard in front of him. If you look back at the at, at Job, he said he 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 the enemy was lurking around. And he saw Job. And and he and and the enemy had to go to God before he even, before he even attacked Job. But at this moment, when the when the tribulation takes place, he won't have to go to God. God gave him free reign to do whatever he wants to do. There'll be no, there'll be no boundaries for him. That's why it's going to be harder. Because if you read in the book of Job, he said, Has thou considered, the Lord said unto the enemy, the Lord said unto the uh, unto Satan, Has thou considered my servant Job? Has thou considered my servant Job, a perfect and upright man? 
And the enemy, the enemy wanted to touch him, but he said, if you just remove your hand, he'll curse you to your face. He, the Lord had to remove his hand and the Lord gave him boundaries. The Lord gave the enemy boundaries that he could not cross. He said, you can do this, you can do that, you can, you can take all, all his wealth, everything, but you cannot touch his life. He gave him a boundary. He gave him a boundary. He said, you can do all of this, but you cannot come across him taking his life. You cannot take his life. And the enemy has to obey that. The enemy obeyed that. He couldn't touch Job's life. He took away his wealth. He took away his children. He took away all of that. Amen. He took away all of that. But he could not touch his life. He had a boundary. That's where that scripture, like I said before, that scripture comes again. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. Amen. So, but there'll be no boundaries during the tribulation. There'll be no, you'll have no limits. You have no limitation. Because he gave him full reign over the earth, as we read. He gave him all power over all kindreds, all tongues, all nations, over the whole world. The enemy have full reign over the whole world. Now, does the enemy have power over the over the over the world right now? Yes, but he still has limitations. He still has, just like he did with Job. He, the Lord, has set those limitations for us right now. But once the rapture takes place, there'll be no limitation. The limitation, because God's spirit will be off the earth. The enemy cannot come where the spirit of the Lord is. Light, because the Bible says light and darkness has no fellowship. Amen. You don't, light and darkness have no fellowship. That even goes in the natural. You don't see the daylight and the, and, 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 and the darkness at the same time. Amen. You don't see both at the same time. Amen. But it's going to be harder because there'll be no there'll be no standard there. There'll be nobody to tell the devil off. Wait up. There'll be nobody that the devil has to go to. The devil don't have to go to the Lord then because the Lord gave him free reign. The saints are gone. The saints are gone. Amen. So you'll have free reign. Now, to the ones that do not take the mark. Now, this is going to be for them. For the ones that don't take the mark, it's going to be hard for them not to. But, but they'll be able to do it. But it's going to be few, far, and in between. Let me tell you that. It's going to be few, far, and in between. So like I said, hell enlarges itself daily. So this is what we have. This is what we have to look forward to. Well, this is what people have to look forward to. If they don't, if they don't, uh, if they don't uh, uh, accept, if they don't accept Christ, this is what they have to look forward to. In Revelation chapter 20, verse, verse number four, it reads, And I saw thrones in the and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw 
the souls of them that were beheaded. These are for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands. And they lived and resigned with Christ a thousand years. These are the beheaded witnesses. These are the ones that went and said, no, we're not going to take the mark. You can do whatever you want to us, whatever. But it was hard for them. It will be hard for them. You might say, well, I'm going to be in that group no matter what. You don't know that. You don't know what you'll do. There's a lot of people that say, I would do this in this situation. There's a lot of people that said, I would do that in that situation. You don't know what you do in a situation. There's some stuff that I said I would never do that I've done. Some good, some bad. There's a lot of things that people said they would never do. And they got into in, in certain situations. If you ever you ever watch a movie or, or something or you watch a TV show and you see and, and we do it and I remember growing up, growing up, me and my family uh, would um, sit sit and watch a movie or you know have a have a have a night where we're watching movies or something or you know pop some popcorn and watch a movie or something and we'd be watching this movie and it'd be of, of uh, a scary movie or or, or or action movie or something and you'd be like don't don't go down there don't go down that hallway or don't go I wouldn't go down that hallway and you start yelling at the TV but you don't and, and, and you'd be like I wouldn't go down there Oh, that person's stupid. Why would they go down there? But you don't know. You might say you might do something in a certain situation while looking at the situation. Out looking. You might be at the window looking inside the situation. From the outside looking in. But being in that situation, you don't know what you do. Amen. You on the outside looking in. It's just like looking at a looking at a movie. And they do have movies like that for the rapture and the tribulation period. But I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do you don't know what you do. The pain is gonna be so excruciating, you don't know what you do. Me, I need to make it in the rapture because I can't take pain. I'm sorry. I need to make it in the rapture. Amen. I need to make it. But for the ones that, the ones that have accepted Christ and walked away from Christ and you tasted of him, and, I'm, and this is a warning to you. This is a warning to you. Get back in line with God. Because if you don't, and I'm saying you, yeah, I'm saying you on this one because I beg you to get back in line with God. Get your life back together with him. Because if you don't, it's going to be hard. It's going to be very, very hard. And you, the ones that have tasted of him, and you find yourself 
you find yourself in the trip in the tribulation period, you are lost. You're lost. There's no hope for you. You have sealed your fate. Amen. So at the end of all of this, we want to tell you. We're just here to tell you. Make sure you make it in the rapture. Because this is what waits for people that do not. Make sure you make it in the rapture. The ones that, and and I said it in a sermon one time, I used to, growing up, I used to watch wrestling and watch wrestling on TV. And they used to have a match called the Royal Rumble. They still do. And it's where 30 wrestlers wrestle and it's and they throw each other over over a top rope and onto the floor. Both feet have to hit the floor. And in this match, they try to see who's gonna be the last one standing out of 30 out of 30 wrestlers. Who's gonna be the last one standing? And there's no teams, there is no, it's every person for themselves. It's the same thing with the Lord. It's the same thing with salvation. It's the same thing to make it in the rapture. It's every person for their self. The Bible clearly states to us that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, and against the rulers of darkness. We're wrestling. We're in the middle of a spiritual wrestling match right now. We're wrestling against our flesh. We're wrestling against the devil. We're wrestling against man. We're wrestling against sin, period. Amen. But this spiritual, but we have a weapon because the Bible says our weapons, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. The weapons that we use are spiritual. That's why a natural thing cannot beat anything spiritual. You can't use natural things to to beat out a spiritual being. You can't use natural stuff to beat. If your spirit man is hungry, you can't use natural stuff to feed the spiritual. You have to use the word of God to feed that. To feed that that spiritual man. Everybody has a soul. And you have something that is hungry and thirsting after righteousness. And the Bible says, he that hungers and thirsts after righteousness shall be filled. In, a, in, in the Bible clearly tells us lay aside every weight and sin that's in when I when I take my flight I went to and I'm gonna say this and then we're gonna go home because uh, I got I got somebody uh, looking at me right now they're they're counting me down but um, uh, when when you 
when you take a flight, I, I took a I took a flight to California, and the last time I took a flight to California uh, to go visit family, I had to um, get on an airplane. Amen. I had to get on an airplane, and I'm using this as an example. But to get on my airplane flight to go to California, I had to have a ticket. I had to have a ticket. I had to have that ticket. And I had to pay for my for my air, air flight ticket. And when I paid for my air flight ticket, you know, the person, uh, uh, you know, I have a, I have a, um, uh, well, I call them, they're, they're, they're my family, but I call them, also call them my travel agent because they, they, they get my flights, they get my flights right. I mean, they, they, they get me together. So I talked to uh, my family member, you know, when I was ready to go, and, you know, everything. And I told this person, I said, you know, um, you know, I want to go to California and I want to do this and I want to do that. And they said, give me the dates, all of that stuff. You know. And when I paid for the flight, they sent me my ticket. Amen. We're in the spiritual. When I paid for my flight in the spiritual, Jesus has already paid for your flight out of here. He just wants you to receive your ticket out of here because you couldn't pay for your ticket. You couldn't pay for this spiritual ticket. And, and you know, when you flying, when I flew, I, I carried bags with me. I carried bags. I had had a had had luggage with me. And it was it was pretty good sized luggage. Pretty good sized luggage. And I was carrying it, you know carrying it through the airport and everything. But on this spiritual flight, you fly light. That's why the Bible, as I stated before, that's why the Bible says, lay aside every weight and sin that so easily beset you. On this spiritual flight, you don't need anything except the Holy Ghost. To live right after you receive the Holy Ghost, to do the things that God has called for you to do. To be that living sacrifice as is stated in Romans 12 and 1. To have your mind transformed. As it says in verse number 2 of Romans, of Romans chapter 12. But that's all you need to do. And let God do the rest. To take your spiritual flight. That's what I had. In the natural, I had to get prepared for my for my flight, I had to get I had to not only get my ticket, but I had to prepare. I had to prepare. I had to prepare myself as 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 the days rolled by, as the days rolled up to me getting out of here, for me uh, for me leaving uh, from Indianapolis. You know, I I I I got my flight together. I got my flight. I, I started doing. You know, started getting myself together, started looking into, uh, you know, uh, certain ones that I that I trusted to, you know, look after my home while I'm gone. Had to get all that all that information together, and 
you know, all of that. But I had to prepare. I had to prepare myself. And this is what we have to do for heaven. I've said this before. I've said this before on the show. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of people that say that they want to go to heaven. A lot of people that say they want to go to heaven. Your action, your words might say you want to go to heaven. My uncle, my uncle used to say all the time, uh, you can talk the talk, but can't you walk the walk? You can talk all day that you want to go to heaven. Tell God all day, yes, I'm going to go to heaven. Lord, I love you. There's going to be a lot of people that say, Lord, Lord, not, not in me. There's going to be a lot of people that say, Lord, I want to go to heaven, but very few. Those people that say, Lord, I want to enter into heaven, I want to go to heaven. But he looks at the life, he looks at their walk. He looks at the walk of a man that tells him if they want to go to heaven or not. And let me say this before we wrap up. The, de- the, Lord, the Lord does not send anybody to hell. The Lord does not send anybody to hell. We send ourselves. If you or I or anybody ends up in hell is because we sent ourselves. The Lord, you might say, no, I didn't send myself. How did, how did, no, you or anybody else sent yourself because it was not appointed for us to even die and go to hell. It was not appointed for us to miss the rapture. It was appointed for us to go to heaven. That was God's, that was God's appointed time for us. That was God's appointment for us. But since we missed our appointment, we now have to go to where we don't want to go, which is hell. Point blank period. Your sins are not remitted. You don't, you, you won't go to hell. It's that simple. If you... If a person has not received the precious gift of the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues of the Spirit of God, gets the utterance like the Bible says. Now, man can sit over there and say, well, God didn't put it that way. Well, that's your own thought. If it says it in here, if it says it in the Word of God, it is true because the Bible says, before any tiller of his word become void, which means made a lie, heaven and earth will pass away before any of his word becomes a lie. There's one thing about man that's different from God. Man will lie to you all day and make it seem like it's true. God will never, ever lie to you. Jesus will never, ever lie to you. He can't lie. He's a God that doesn't lie. And just, and I hate it. I hate people that say, well, I'd rather be judged by God than be judged by man. Okay. I'm going to flip that around and say I'd rather be judged by man than God. And the reason why I say that is because the Lord has a hell, a heaven or a hell to put you in. To send you to. I ain't going to say put you in, but send you to. Man doesn't. I have no heaven or no hell to put nobody in or send them to. But the Lord does. 
he's the final judge of your walk. He's the final judge of your talk. He's the final judge. He, he has a long list of each and every one of our lives. And his, 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 his records are never wrong. So at the end of the day, what side will you be on? Are you going to heaven or are you going to hell? Are you going to make it in the rapture? Are you going to receive salvation? Or are you going to be here for the tribulation? It's up to you. At the end of every show, we like to say, as it states in Acts 2 and 38, then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. This is the steps to salvation. Acts 2 and 38. There is no other name given among men whereby we must be saved. If you have not if you have not accepted the Lord, and I'm going to say it like that, if you have not accepted the Lord as your personal Savior, you have not accepted him in, in the form of repentance, baptism, and receiving the Holy Ghost, and you do not have him on the inside of you, I, I beg you to accept him this day. And it's not just shaking a preacher's hand. It's not just uh, confessing with your mouth and believing in your heart. That ain't, that ain't, that's not all of it. That's part of it, but that's not all of it. It's bringing them up unto salvation. When you accept, accepting him, Believing in your heart and, and confessing with your mouth, that's bringing you up to salvation. It does not say you saved. It's bringing you up to salvation because that which you have believed, you'll do, you'll act on what you believe. And you can't believe, you can't confess something that you do not believe. That confession with the mouth says, hey, I got the Holy Ghost down in my soul just like the bible says you'll be able to tell people how god saved you that is your confession you confess with your mouth that jesus christ is lord that is your confession that jesus is lord because he saved you but how can you confess something unless unless you have done what you have believed what you believe in your heart belief is an action or you're going to act on what you believe in the belief and the action is, Acts 2 and 38, with every action, scientists says, with every action, there's a reaction. The actions on, 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 on salvation is you receiving the Holy Ghost and being saved as of the day of Pentecost. On the day of Pentecost, the same thing that happened on the day of Pentecost will happen to you. You have that the day of Pentecost experience. In Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you have been blessed by this series, by this show. In Jesus' name, um, come with us again um, on our next show um, next week. Um, we are going to be discussing a great topic on next week, and I'm going to just share with you what the topic is. Um, I'm going to share with you. Uh, it's kind of, it's kind of uh, what we, what we. Uh, uh, talked about today, but it's choose ye this day. Choose ye this day. So join us on the Summit Internet Radio Podcast Show on next week as we discuss that topic. Choose ye this day. 
Um, I pray that the Lord have smiled down blessings upon you on this week. In Jesus' name, on the rest of this week, in Jesus' name. And I pray that you will join us next week as we discuss the topic on next week. Choose ye this day. In Jesus' name, God bless you. I love you. In Jesus' name. And until next week, heaven smile upon you. In Jesus' name. God bless you.